0: What is up entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, you busy entrepreneur. You, helping you simplify and create better videos for your business and just really create a deeper connection with your audience using videos. So if that's something up your alley, let's jump right into today's message. What is up entrepreneurs, welcome back to the Video Simplified podcast with your hostess with the mostest, Diana Gladney. And in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about three types of videos that every new YouTube channel should have. So if you're just getting started or you're planning to venture into creating your own channel and you're just, you know, having issues trying to figure out what to post for your first video, or if you should start live streaming or not. Uh, in today's show, we're actually going to dive into just a simple breakdown, but a brilliant strategy, I believe that are the three types of videos, every new YouTube channel should have. So let's get into it. So the first video type is going to be frequently asked questions. You have to think there is a reason that you keep getting asked the same question and the same thing, whether that's in your Facebook or Instagram messages. And if that's via email, and then also you have to look at like websites. If you even have a website or you look at some of the major companies, or even just some of the major brands in your area, in your niche and in your field, they have a frequently asked question section. they have a frequently asked question page and if you're part of some of their email lists and communities and things like that then you will see that they have a frequently asked question post sometimes or just like a section even at the bottom of their emails near near the signature so there has to be a reason that they keep getting asked and even you keep getting asked the same thing So if you create videos that are around the frequently asked question, and it's not going to be a whole list of things of the 10 questions we get the most, and you're just loading them with 10 questions. That's not what you want to do. Every question equals one video and no, do not upload all of these videos at once, still want to upload at least once per week. But you want to be able to point to and reference a video answering your ideal audience, your ideal viewer, your ideal customer and client answering their questions so that you're not typing in the same email or the same type responses, uh, or even copying and pasting from previous messages and stuff like that. And then also this moves your ideal viewer and your customers into the next steps area. So. Within minutes, you're getting them moved on. And that video is three, five, six, even ten minutes. It has to be that long, moving them into the next phase, into the thing that's next. Versus days of the back and the forth, because even like I stop responding to my DMs and stuff like that after a certain hour, because it's like, or even on certain days, because it's like I'm clocked out per se from working. I'm if I'm on the platform minute in a, in a uh, personal capacity. So I'm not replying to like business emails Sunday night. So it moves them in the conversation and that next steps along much further versus the constant, you know, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so like I was thinking through a frequently asked question that I kept getting, I was getting constantly asked, uh, like the more I was getting to more live streaming content, covering about HDMI versus USB and the quality specifically, like with the Canon M50. And if there was a difference and what they were hearing and stuff like that. And this is important because it wasn't anything that I was researching. This wasn't some topic, um, or some type of content that was like on my list of video ideas, it was nowhere in my video priorities. However, the fact that I kept getting asked this specific question let me know, this is a pressing concern and a potential pain point that my audience is having. I need to address this in a frequently asked question type of video. And so if you're wondering like, well, yeah, but I don't want to waste time making a video. If only two people are going to see it, just put things into perspective. Cause not all of them will be some bang out video, but specifically this video that I'm talking about, this frequently asked question type video has now generated over 16,000 views on this single video, okay? From it being a frequently asked question that nothing that I was researching, nothing that was even on my radar, cause it wasn't um, a, a, a deal. Like it didn't matter, it wasn't a factor. And there's not a significant enough difference between the two, but it was enough that people were searching for something, having a question for something, coming to me for an answer and there wasn't one there. And so it's just like, okay, Let me put whatever I was planning on hold real quick and let me make a video to address this. And so when we think about a problematic question that your ideal viewer or your ideal client is having, you need to begin to solve their problems. And that leads me into video type number two, which is the how to videos. If you've never looked into it before and you are not really into YouTube for real, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. It's only second to Google and YouTube is owned by Google. That being the case at the very top of YouTube is the search bar. In that search bar, people are typing in all kinds of things. And if we're talking about video type number two, being how to videos, the phrase, even how to itself is searched over 368,000 times per month on YouTube alone. Just literally how to over 368,000 times per month, not per year, not a quarter per month on YouTube. So you have to consider what is something simple that you can explain and that you can share with your audience. So here are a couple examples. And here's the thing, nothing is off the table. So don't feel like you have to be something, uh, some super complex or whatever, like answer stupid, simple questions, but ones that your ideal viewer or customer might actually be having. So looked into some examples, did some research. Here are a few examples. It literally doesn't matter what niche or area of business that you are in. Here's some that you can take into consideration. How to journal. 5,400 searches per month, how to journal is getting, how to make biscuits from scratch, 3,600 searches per month, how to create a Facebook ad, 1,900 searches every single month. Even something as simple as how to make Kool-Aid gets 3,600 searches Per month. Now, I don't know if your business model revolves around making Kool-Aid, but I want to let you know there is a science to it and it is important to get it right. I would not encourage you to ever try my mom's Kool-Aid. It tastes a little bit like syrup. You need to, it's concentrated. Okay. You may need to add some water. So that one is legit. Okay. How to make Kool-Aid. But you have the thing, like people are literally asking how to do basic things. They're also asking how to do more complex things because they have a problem that they want solved. So how to's, they often are demonstrative type videos or just demonstration type videos, if you will. And they're explaining something. So not everything is always uh, like a let me screen capture, let me um, record. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's just explaining the process of in just a bare bones way, because you have to also consider, um, that, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to physically show you sometimes again, cause it's in video format that may best serve them, but not always. It literally could just be giving them the steps of how to do something in that process. So what can you share with your clients, how to do something that is simple, but it's easy for you to do. But the thing is, is that you're overlooking it because it's somebody to somebody that's new, they're confused by it. They're still having questions by it, but because your experience or you've been doing whatever it is that you've been doing for some time, you don't realize I could do a video about this and it would actually be helpful and serve my ideal audience and the viewer. So somebody is just getting started. They may be confused because of maybe misinformation online and they're trying to figure out what are the proper steps on how to do something. And it's a headache to them, but it's something simple that you do with ease, probably without even thinking that you could be creating a video around because you know how to solve this problem and it's not even an issue for you. The third video type is going to be polarizing views like a polarizing an opinion, a polarizing type statement type of video. So something like why you shouldn't wear a mask. Don't buy a Toyota before you watch this video or before you see this. Uh, This is why Chick-fil-A is worse than gas station food. All of these statements are polarizing opinions, polarizing views on something that people will feel some kind of way about whether it is the social issues that we're dealing with and, you know, governmental issues or whatever, and the different disparities and things that are going on, whether it's personal decisions, like I said, the type of car that you are using or type of food, or it's like why you should never buy Hormel products again, or, you know, it's like all of those things. If you're somebody that is buying that, frequently using it, let alone love and enjoy it, You're going to be looking like, what the hell is your problem? (laughs) If nothing further than to just try to disprove you. So out of sheer curiosity at times, or because they genuinely want to know, is there something that I'm missing that I've overlooked, or you are giving statements like the one about the Chick-fil-A is worse than gas station food. People are automatically going to be like, you are insane. And so they, they will come not because you're trying to do clickbait here, but because you're starting something that is driving a conversation. So these polarizing opinions and statement videos uh, that are within your niche, obviously in your area of business, they're easy to create because there's always something that we will, we will agree with and that we will disagree with naturally, even to the point of like software and tools and cameras and stuff like that. Like I, there are things that I care about and that I don't, things that I like and that I don't. And so when people ask about it and I give that statement or that polarizing opinion, it makes sense. So these shouldn't start fights per se, but they should be able to open up conversations that drive people to respond and to have to make a choice or a decision based on what you said to agree or disagree with what this video is saying, and oftentimes these are almost guaranteed to get comments. I was recently invited to speak, at, uh, at a, at a su- online summit for Ecamm live. And I did my talk, um, was engaging live with the community, uh, while my talk was playing and stuff like that it had to be pre recorded. And so the viewers, uh, of that summit enjoyed it so much. They uh, asked me to do a live Q and a session. So I was able to do that, uh, with my new friend, uh, Stephanie Liu, um, who I was just meeting at the time from lights camera live and, um while we were doing the q a somewhere in the conversation uh, i made the statement (laughs) like i often do because it is the truth and that is white chocolate is better than dark chocolate and that this is a fact and so i do not know what i don't remember what the reason was why i was even bringing that up but it must have been at a point to where it kind of made sense to kind of bring that up or at least to be like, you know, saying, yeah, well, this is right. And this is wrong. Just like, and then I'll find, you know, some cause to slide that in there. Literally the entire chat uh, along with step, like she, I just remember when, when I said it and it's just like, and I said it and I stopped talking and I'll just look like S- agree or disagree. Like you have to make a choice and she visibly, not visibly audibly gasped and, And then you just saw comments flooding in the chat. Now you instantly could see who loved white chocolate, who agreed, who disagreed, who was just totally like in the middle uh, or whatever the case. However, you know, while there, again, there's always those that agree, disagree or whatever the case is from this polarizing statement, as polarizing as it is, it's also a unifying statement as well, the same way. Uh, when I state in my live streams now, like that Sony makes the better camera for entrepreneurs and content creators versus Canon. And so that's something that's extremely polarizing. So those that know me know that I've been a Canon camera user and a fan since I first got started in videos, it literally is my first camera. Um, you know, it's just like, they also know, like when I switched brands in like the summer of 2019 and I haven't looked back. So while. You know, most of my audience is still like into Canon cameras and I still talk about them and cover them and things like that. Cause it's important to stay on top of industry news things, things that are specific to my niche, the fact still remains true. Even if I personally chose some other brand or whatever, like that is just a, in my opinion, a fact. Now there'll be those that disagree, there are those that agree or whatever, but it's a conversation point that we will be able to discuss and continue to discuss and things like that around the tools that will best serve us on the channel. So this polarizing statement, it opens up discussions, it open ups, opens up, you know, like other points, um of views that are coming from like the audience that you otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have insight to, or there wouldn't be a reason for them to say something because most of the time your audience probably thinks that you agree with whatever it is that they think anyway. Um, maybe because of what they kind of vibe or the, you know, essence that they kind of get off your videos or whatever. However. It's not always true. So when you say something like that, that's polar, they're like, I can't believe, you know what I'm saying? So another thing that it's not necessarily polarizing, but it's something that's just like a curiosity point or just something that's just like surprising is that, you know, when I'm doing interviews and things like that, or again, like I'm doing these, um, live talks and then, uh, you know, we have Q and A sessions and things like that. Most people assume for as much videos as I do, as much live content as I do, and things like that, and the many appearances that I'm making, that I am an extroverted person that just loves to be around and engage with people, and that's not so. I'm very much so uh, an extreme introvert. You know, really freaks me out to have to be around large groups of people for extended periods of time. I've worked on that consistently for more than 10 years now to be able to better operate and function the same way I am with, uh, with small groups of people in larger groups. It's just like, I have to know when that cap is and it's just like, okay, I've been doing this for like an hour and a half, two hours, I need to dip off now, <laughs> you know, it's like, I know my time limits and so knowing that allows me to be fully present and stuff like that. However, that gives off the impression. It's just like, oh, you're extrovert. And it's like, yeah, no, you will find me in a library somewhere in a corner at home in a corner, someplace, you know what I'm saying? Just off to myself. And so that it becomes, i just like, man, I never would have guessed. Or it's like, or oh, I thought X, Y, and Z. So again, it's not necessarily something to be polarizing about, but it's something that's just like, oh, I thought X and this turned out to actually be Y. So it's just like one of the most meaningful and best forms of engagement that you can get is through coming up with these polarizing topics and opinions, or just sharing what you already believe to be true and engaging and starting a point of engagement with your audience and your community. So these polarizing statements, again, it opens up discussions, other viewpoints from your community. But you know, most new entrepreneurs that are v- venturing into uh, content creation, the space of YouTube specifically, they think about like the comment section as li- literally just like the comment section. Like, okay, I'm gonna leave an emoji. I'm gonna leave a simple reply. Hey, thanks. Thanks for watching or something like that. Some stupid kind of a comment. And it's just like one of the most meaningful and best forms of engagement that you can have on YouTube is going to be in this comment section, but it's not because it's actually a comment it's because it's a conversation. And so when you start to have points of, of your content that opens up for, you know, great dialogue, great conversation, you will have paragraphs. Okay. 12.5 double space times, new Roman research reported papers. in your comment section, because that's the space that conversations happen. So if you can make content that maybe let's say it's not quite polarizing or something like it's sharing a viewpoint or something, sometimes it'll be just even still something that's an agreement point, but it's also something that they'll say why they agree. And they'll say because these were the things that were important to them when X was happening and blah, blah, blah. And so you learn about your audience, but again, it's like, it's about the conversation that you're now having. So let's recap. I said, there's going to be three video types and that would be video type. Number one, frequently asked questions. Video type number two is going to be like how to questions or how to videos that you're uh, making and then video type number three would be polarizing view type of videos that are going to get you deeper engagement. So you want to be able to create a well-rounded channel that it just makes it undeniable to a visitor that comes to your channel that they should subscribe because you've created a channel that dives into the the type of content and the type of topics that they desire to engage with the most. So that's what I'm gonna leave it for today's episode. Actually going to be diving into in the next episode, how do you get subscribers from just them coming to your YouTube channel page? Like what things should be there, what things should they not, and how do you get somebody to subscribe and just be at the point where their mouth is watering, waiting to see your next upload simply because they found your channel, not because they watched so many of your videos yet. So we we'll talk about that in the next episode next week. But uh, again, that's where I'm leaving for this week's episode. And as I always love to end my podcast episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. So with that, guys, love it passion. I will see you in the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. for checking out today's episode hopefully you enjoyed the content that you heard and if you did make sure you leave a rating or review in your favorite podcast player and i do read and check all of those so it'd be greatly appreciated but more than that leave a message go to anchor.fm forward slash diana gladney and let me know your thoughts if you want it published we can do that if not i'll listen to it and just hold it close and near and dear to my heart but otherwise, guys, make sure you subscribe to Entree Women TV if you want more video tips and things like such as. But otherwise, guys, I will see you on the next episode on the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care and as always, live with passion.